Hi, and welcome to episode 23 of the Dinner Sisters podcast. We're two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal. And I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family in Atlanta, Georgia, and I love making dinner, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. Yeah, so our goal with this podcast, we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. So here's how this works. Like every week, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from popular food blogs, internet chefs, and other sources on the World Wide Webs. We'll have all these recipes, some tips, the smorgasbord, and our shopping list on our website at dinnersisters.com. You can also get the... Um, recipes sent directly to your inbox by subscribing to our newsletter if you'd like to preview the recipes before listening. Right, so this week's recipes were a chili steak with Hawaiian rice, cold sesame noodles, and grilled chicken with mom's barley corn salad. Yeah, so August is about the point in the summer where I love all the produce. Like, Mm -hmm. I tend to bring way too much home. Yeah. (laughs) No. (laughs) James actually said something. He's like, What's what's happening here on this counter? And I was like, I just like the vegetables, okay? Right. It's uh, the bounty. It's, it's the, the bounty. Bounty. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we talked about tomatoes last week, which I, I probably have too many of. Um, but I'm also starting to wilt from the heat. It's been like Atlanta weather here, which I can't deal with. Yeah. Um, but I also don't want another cold salad. Like that also mm-hmm. sounds to turn me off. So these recipes are not fall food. Like there's no squash here. But um, there's some simple dishes that go well on the grill and then use some summer veggies. Yeah, I'm with you. We did make some great salads. And if Mm. you're looking for some tomato-based recipes, we had some awesome ones in our episode from last week, which you should definitely check out if you haven't already. But I liked that these recipes were like full dinners, Mm. kind of Mm -hmm. filling in a way that, you know, a light summer salad is not. So, Right. There's only so much gazpacho you can drink. You know? It is. Yeah. I just want like a meal, please. Okay. Right. So here we go. Any, right. So first up, chili steak with Hawaiian rice. Maybe the f- simplest recipe I have ever selected. Maybe not. I don't know. We'd have to review. Mm-hmm. But it was pretty easy. It's yeah. from Good Housekeeping Magazine. Yeah, it was really easy, which, you know, is my sweet spot in the kitchen. <laughs> I thought I of you. like, hooray. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, so how do you make it? Run us through right. this. Yeah. So it's, like I said, super simple. You um, rub a skirt steak with chili powder, salt, and lime peel, or zest, you know, kind mm-hmm. of. Um, and then you just grill it until it's to your liking. I used my grill pan because it's been too hot for me to even think about going out and, like, all the way to the grill. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, regular grill is fine. And then you cook some white rice. I used a short grain variety because that's what James likes and that's what we had, but you could use whatever you wanted. And then you just toss it with some cubed fresh pineapple and cilantro. And that's it. Yeah. Meat and your side. Right. Which I love. (laughs) And everyone is always happy with those meals. Yeah. It's true. You can't get wrong. So, and I always, I also thought this is a dinner you can really throw together without much skill Mm. and forethought. It really comes together easily if you have a skirt steak or you pick up a skirt steak you're like 75 percent of the way there True. basically mm-hmm. <laughs> and most people have rice in your um in the pantry and then just mm-hmm. picking up a little pineapple and cilantro easy 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 um and i thought the rice felt kind of fancy with just the pineapple and the herbs yeah. in it. 
which is so funny because it was (laughs) right. Yeah, it was just really fun. And so I think I'd use the rice recipe again, even on its own or Mm. like with a grilled chicken breast. I thought that was just kind of a fun little thing to have in my back pocket. Or like a grilled fish. Wouldn't that be good? Oh, that'd be really good. Yeah. Kind of a tropical feel, like an island. Yeah. (laughs) If we're we're pretending (laughs) that we're all not on the beach. (laughs) If you're really, if you're you're not quite there yet. Um, Yeah. So I've actually made this recipe a couple times, mainly because it is so simple. Mm -hmm. And um, I, uh, so I use skirt skates, skirt steak, say that five times fast, Mm -hmm. the first time and the other time flank steak. I think we prefer the skirt steak. Um, they're just different cuts, but kind of similar cuts in that they're, um, you got to grill them quick. They're kind of a tougher meat um, mm-hmm. if you don't slice it the right way. Um, but so you got to make sure you cut against the grain with these types of steaks. Otherwise, you're chewing forever. Yes. Um, but you see this, the grain in a steak by kind of the stripes of the you know, muscle tissue, basically. Mm-hmm. And so you just cut the steak with the grain into manageable pieces, right? And then you cut perpendicular to the grain or against it is what they mean by against the grain in kind of thin slices, you know, no more than half an inch. And it's delicious. Um, I also like to kind of undercook the steak a little more mm-hmm. towards, you know, medium rare for sure. Cause I find that if you go towards like medium, well, it does get a little tough. Um, great. Also, I couldn't find a good fresh pineapple, so I just used canned, which was delicious. Totally fine. Yeah, what about you? Yeah, I um, I do have, I did have fresh pineapple, but you're right. If you make it with canned pineapple, this is basically a pantry meal mm-hmm. on the rice side. Um, yeah. But my kids love buying a whole pineapple because of the whole, like, you know, oh. top of the pineapple. It's just like pineapple is fun to buy. Yes. So, yeah. So we, that was no issue. And I also see cut up pineapple in the produce section, you know, the pre-cut stuff. Mm. My Publix will often have that. That's the particular fruit that must not sell really fast because it'll be on two for one. Like, oh, really? <laughs> yes. I see that a lot. So I, yeah. which is funny because I thought I love pineapple, but there's only so much pineapple you can eat. This is another. Truth. Another, um, you know, recipe to take yeah. advantage of those buy one, get one sales. I was excited to have that. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So I'm giving this a four out of five. Mm. I might even go to like a four and a half. I thought yeah. this was I'm, I'm great. with you. Like, yeah. guys, listeners, you should make this recipe. It's delicious. I'm at almost a, like a four and a half stars. I mean, I made it twice in like three weeks. So yeah. Yeah. That says true. something. I think it's a summer classic. Um, and I'd really give people encouragement to give this one a try. Yeah, like it. Okay, so our second recipe this week is cold sesame noodles from Epicurious. Yeah, so <laughs> this recipe kind of cracks me up because when I was thinking about this episode and writing up the notes for this, I realized that this recipe was like a fl- throwback to how mm-hmm. you and I used to talk about recipes like pre-podcast, which is you send me a text with something like making cold noodles, maybe for a podcast, what should I make? And then I'm like, oh, well, let me tell you my opinions on cold cold sesame noodles. I know. And sent you an email in like, I don't know, 10 minutes. So that's what we're talking about today. It is so true because these kinds of conversations were what actually planted the seeds for the podcast because – I have for years sent Kate these texts, which are basically like, (laughs) I think I might make a chicken tonight, but I also have (laughs) like only 45 minutes and XYZ available in my pantry. 
do you know some random recipe? And she always would. You'd be like, oh, Bon Appetit made this amazing chicken, and you should try that, and here's the recipe. So yeah. that's that's what kind of um, spurred this whole thing on. So these cold sesame noodles, it was one of those situations, and so we made this Epicurious recipe, uh, which we are reviewing now mm-hmm. for the podcast. Right. So what did yeah. you think about these? Yeah. You know, I think it's a good summer recipe because it mm-hmm. comes together easily and it keeps well in the fridge. Which is always yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, so the sauce is just you simmer together like over on the stove for just a little bit. Peanut butter, sesame oil, soy sauce, and hot fe- pepper flakes and uh, ginger, and the usual usual suspects. Um, then you toss hot lo mein noodles into the sauce. I have Chinese noodles, so I use that. I mean, you can use whatever you like. Mm-hmm. Um, you garnish it with scallion and more sesame seeds, and you're done. And that's about it. What did you think? Yeah, I like cold sesame noodles mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. Every time I make them, I just remember how much I like them. I think they make a great quick lunch. You often see them. I think I've been seeing them pop up more and more in these. It's like a takeout option in coffee shops Mm. and kind of small delis. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they make a really good kind of snack lunch option. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like to add more veggies to this mm-hmm. so it's not just the new like if i'm making this at home for lunch and i'll try to use veggies that keep well over yeah. the course of a couple of days so think like julienne zucchini or radishes um sometimes you know snap pea pods if i have them not um or carrots shredded carrots mm-hmm. any hard veggie like don't a spinach in there wouldn't work really well a tomato would kind of go Ugh. yeah right <laughs> mushrooms don't do that yeah. You know, so so I usually, yeah, so I'm usually throwing things into this type of salad. Right. So it's not just like a big carb bomb. That right. would not be healthy for your lunch, actually. <laughs> so also you could add a little protein with like a leftover grilled chicken. Right. Something like I that. I do tofu cubes sometimes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Also good. Mm-hmm. So basically anything. I'm giving these, when I was reading our reviews here, because we mm. do some notes before the podcast, I had sort of the similar experience of you. As you uh, did with this, um, it was a great idea, but we both seem to kind of modify it and pump up the flavor a little bit. Yeah. So, and I think that's okay because making it to taste is is pretty hard to mess up because they're yeah. just noodles. You're just adding like a little right. bit more of the soy sauce or a little bit more of the mm-hmm. pepper or something like that. Um, I wouldn't say as is. It knocks it out of the park in the flavor no. department. But I think as a base recipe, it'd be totally fine. I'm giving it a three out of five. Yeah, me too. I think the things you want to play with in this recipe would be to your tastes around ginger. Mm -hmm. Do you want to add more ginger? Do you want to add more soy sauce? Do you want to add a little more salt? Do you want to make it a little spicier? And I would add sriracha in it, which is what I typically do. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so I would recommend this as like, oh, here's a good start. Um, And then, you know, go ahead and add your own thing. Um, also, I would just say another tip is if you maybe walk away from the stove, which I did, <laughs> and it gets oh. too thick, add hot water to it, loosen up the sauce, and th- and that's actually um, something that will be pretty helpful. But for the ranking, three out of five. Like, I don't hate it. I'll probably keep it in my queue as like, oh, yeah, I want to make some peanut sesame noodles. I'll use this as my, like, starting point. Yes. Agreed. I'm with you on that one. Mm-hmm. So our last recipe this week is grilled chicken with mom's barley corn salad from Iowa Girl Eats. Yeah. So first of all, not our mom. Correct. Iowa Girl's Eats mom. Right? Correct. Yeah. It's, it's a <laughs> Our mom funny. makes creamy cucumber salad. 
This mom makes barley corn salad. So it is a pretty delicious recipe that has you Mm -hmm. marinate some chicken breasts in a puree of cherry tomatoes, garlic, olive oil, lemon juice, and onion. And you reserve some of that dressing, and then you make a grain salad with fresh corn, barley, more cherry tomatoes, um, bacon, and avocado to amp things up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What did you think, Betsy? So, I liked this. I thought the flavors were good. Mm. The salad was a little bit of work to get together. Yeah. So, and I think that's – I just didn't have bacon already. I basically made this from scratch. So, I had to do oh, the bacon. Yeah. I had to do the mm-hmm. barley. You're getting the corn ready. You're chopping the tomatoes. You've got the avocado. It wasn't very complicated, but I think if you were starting from zero, it's a little bit. It has much. a lot of components. It has a lot of components. Uh, flavors were great, awesome. I would recommend making this if you were going to make bacon for something else and had it on hand. Mm. You had the corn already. You know, like if you had some of this sort of done and we're going to throw it together. And I realize that that's really how my grain salads that I make sort of evolve, which is what do I already have sort of made or done? I'm going to throw that in with some grain. And then it just is an easy thing to have in your fridge. Got it. So I liked this, um, but I just, you know, right. Cook beware a little bit. A little bit of work. It's a little bit of work, not complicated. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought the chicken though was easy, had a nice summery flavor. I loved this and I actually liked the whole thing. That was just my one little thing. And we don't have actually a lot of chicken breast recipes or episodes True. that we've done so far. And I would say I would re- definitely recommend this as a yeah. chicken breast marinade and, um, you know, idea. Yeah, I think you could pull the chicken marinade idea and just have that as one of your chicken marinades. And I think mm-hmm. it was delicious. A little different, right? A tomatoey yeah. marinade. Yeah, like a little that. like... Um, you know, as, that kind of acid hit, which is so delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I agree with you. The, this I made this for a potluck, that, and it was a hit. People loved the barley salad. And I think for something like that where – this may not be your weeknight meal, but if you're going to have a nice, um, you know, a barbecue and you want to have a nice grain salad for that, this would be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I brought a little bit of it home because, like, everyone brought a bunch of salads to this oh. particular <laughs> barbecue. Um, and so it lasted – so if you're a meal prepper and you would want to make this on a Sunday, like a bunch of chicken breasts and then this corn, mm-hmm. this grain salad, this would last you for lunch for several days and be delicious. Um, and one pint of cherry tomatoes made the whole dish, marinade through salad. Yes, that was, was nice. nice. Yeah. You know, sometimes exactly. I feel like you're buying cherry tomatoes for the marinade and then a pound and a half of tomatoes for this. And it just like escalates from there. Um, taste-wise, I thought it was great. I loved, I like the barley and corn, like, chewiness. I don't eat a lot of barley, so that was Mm -hmm. kind of fun. Um, But I feel like the avocado and bacon at the same time just made it, like, too much for me. It was, like, too rich. I would have done one or the other. Yeah. So I like the marinade, and I would make that again. Three Mm -hmm. out of five for me. And, uh, yeah, what what would you rate it? I'm going to also go with a three out of five. I'm... I just thought it was a lot of effort. I can see mm. where you're going. If you sometimes I need a really good idea for a special potluck dish or something yeah. like that, this might fall into that category. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of with you. Maybe go either or on the bacon avocado. Yeah, rich and also just like you know, like one more thing he- to do health wise too, and yeah. one more thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm not sure you need like double fat in this. Right. You know, right. Which like is- one pick one saturated fat. Yes, I'm, but but also it's fun for like a church picnic. Those kind of salads right. people love with the people bacon and the avocado 
mm-hmm. the rest of the stuff, and it feels special. So, right, right. I'm still doing three out of five, but I think it was a great um, recipe, and it might really work well for some people who are looking for that. Definitely. Okay, so we're that was our recipes for this week. Mm-hmm. We're wrapping her up here. Um, my winner this week got to be that chili steak with a pineapple rice. I loved. I liked it way more than I thought, and it was a big hit with James. Yeah, I liked it too. That was my favorite, the chili steak with the pineapple rice. Some good summery island beachy flavors mm. that you can make at home. <laughs> exactly. Any of these recipes sound good? Make sure to check out our show notes and grocery list at dinnersisters.com. There you'll find links to all the recipes, any tips or techniques that we discussed, as well as a link to our um, shopping list spreadsheet. If you'd like to chat more with us, ask to join our Dinner Sisters Facebook group or at Dinner Sisters Podcast on Facebook. <laughs> So what do we have on the smorgasbord Mm. today, Kate? Yeah. So despite the fact that we have been complaining about the heat for part of this podcast, I did want to talk about some summer baking. Uh, (laughs) Which is so funny. Then we're like, yes, let's both bake cakes. I know. But I do have the luxury of central AC. Mm -hmm. And so every so often I'll get a little bug to bake. And, um, you know. I like it. So I, I wanted to do it. One recipe that I've been waiting on to make for when the plums are in season mm-hmm. is the, quote, original plum tort recipe from the New York Times, okay. which, which is one of those, like, legendary New York Times recipes that people do once and then, like, never stop making. Mm-hmm. It's a very simple recipe. It's just a one bowl batter. Betsy, which I know you love. I do. That's my favorite kind of recipe. If anyone who heard the Tres Leches... <laughs> Right. situation on there was episode yeah. 20 with the proof right. i like a one bowl that was not a one bowl this is actually not. a one bowl all right tell us uh, about it right 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 so it's you know butter sugar flour eggs that's it mm-hmm. makes a pretty stiff batter i use a springform pan you can put it in a cake pan and then you take these little small italian plums and you have them and they put them all over the top so it's like this jammy plum cake with a butter butter cake on the bottom mm. um so good Really, you're supposed to wait till October for the oh. Italian prune plums to come into season, Betsy. Okay. Or you can just get plums. Probably could. Probably. <laughs> Which is probably more realistic. I don't know. You might set Twitter ablaze with... <laughs> I know. My <laughs> you're out of season plums. <laughs> I'm learning a lot from this podcast about what people care about on Twitter, which yes. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, it could be... Oh, yes. <laughs> Don't know if that's a great lesson, but yeah. Um, yeah. I got to tell you, this is one of my favorite cakes. It's a legend for a reason. I might make it out of season and just scandalize the Twitterverse. And it's this cake, Betsy, I know this is going to get you perfect mm-hmm. with coffee in the morning. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite kind of cake. <laughs> yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's what I've been thinking about. You've been baking, though. Um, yeah. And I remember you made, made some cake um, with a fun flour in your pantry. I did. So I know I complain about (laughs) baking projects on here a lot, but then I also like to bake occasionally. So there's that. Um, We're all complex human beings. Um, (laughs) I know. Just a tapestry, Betsy. Right. So Mm -hmm. sometimes I go to the grocery store and I feel like I'm not alone in this and I get excited and I buy some random flowers thinking I'll bake some fun breads and cakes and be more experimental in the kitchen. And then they sit in my pantry and I don't really use them it's sort of like Mm. the yarn stash of the pantry right or the fabric stash yeah that's true 
Yep, yeah. it just accumulates. It accumulates. And then every so often you're like, I can't even look at this anymore or it's dangerous. Yeah. You know, a bag why? of flowers is going to fall on your head. Right. And your husband's like, yeah. why did you buy graham flour? And you're like, I don't I don't actually know. <laughs> oh, really? Because my answer to that is usually none of your business. Right. And then I walk away. <laughs> yes. It, so anyway. It doesn't – it's not the greatest strategy, but – It know. works. It works, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I had some semolina flour. And I was Googling around, seeing what I might be able to make with the semolina flour because I wasn't going to make pasta. <clears throat> out of right. It. I decided that. And so I came across this Burmese semolina cake from Bon Appetit, and it was so good. Oh. Yes. So what you do is on your stovetop, you whisk together coconut milk, which I also had floating around in my pantry, half huh. and half, which I okay. have for my coffee in the morning, so I had that. Right. right. Egg, sugar, a little butter. I mean... Not anything okay. crazy. And then you whisk in some toasted semolina flour. I couldn't get mine like super toasty, but I think no. it was fine. Um, yeah. So when you whisk that in, it makes kind of this like thick. I, I thought it looked like the homemade Play-Doh batter <laughs> kind of, you know, when it gets really okay, thick. Okay, so like and super pulls thick. Away. Yeah, it kind of pulls away. It gets really thick. Okay. And then you take your spatula and you put it in a, in a buttered 8 by 8 um, kind of glass pan is what I used. And you bake it. It says 425 for 45 minutes. But if anyone Oof. does attempt this, I know. I actually texted you and said, does this sound right? There's no, no one has commented or reviewed on this recipe. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, funny, Betsy, no one wanted to make the Burmese semolina cake. This is like something I would do. It's so and weird. I, yeah. Anyway. But yeah, I was surprised that the, that the oven temperature worked. Well, but I guess I, it's like a really dense cake. It was super dense, but I did pull it out at just under 35 minutes. Uh, yeah. So, and it was, it was pretty done. So just watch it, I would say. But mm-hmm. it was really good. It was creamy, Ooh. custardy, coconutty bars. Couldn't have been easier, really. I nice. mean, it was just I'm, great. So I'm going to make it again. Yeah. I mean, I'm, coconut milk's on my list just to make this because I do have semolina flour left too. <laughs> I know. And this sounds delicious. Yeah, yeah, I was excited about it. So there's my mm-hmm. baking share for the week. Love it. Love mm-hmm. it. So the last thing on my list that I have not made but I've been thinking about mm-hmm. is this peach cobbler with a hot sugar crust that I found on Food 52. Okay. And so I'll link – like all these other baking recipes, we'll link to it in our show notes. So it's a cobbler, right? Mm-hmm. Peaches that are sliced and then you pile them in a baking dish and you top them with a biscuit crust. Only this one you don't add any thickener to the peaches – Mm-hmm. And the crust is really unusual. So you make like a biscuit crust, no sugar in the biscuits. And okay. then you like put the crust on top of the peaches. And then you sprinkle the sugar that could have gone into the biscuit dough on top of the biscuits. Okay. Then you like drizzle hot water on top of that. And you bake yes. it. Okay. So this sounds really strange. But when I was reading <laughs> these... But I do love a cobbler, and I yeah. have success. Like I successfully have made lots of good cobblers. Mm. So, and we have lots of peaches here right now. So I'm going to make this this week, and I will report back. Oh, great! On how this goes for me. Will yeah, you also the, are you going to make it this week? Or do I'm going to make have it. I think I'm going to. I'm going to try having it because, okay. like, I cannot. Like that is way too much peach cobbler for two people. James even eats it. He's not a sweets guy, mm-hmm. but like he will eat like. He's maddening to watch him eat desserts because he has, like, a spoonful. And he's like, well, that was fine. I'm like, what's that like? Anyway, so um, I'm going to try to have it. I think what's really, um, to just sell it a little bit more, Mm -hmm. is the crust is supposed to have this, like, sugary, crackly crust on the top. 
Like, that's why you do the sugar and hot water. It sounds great, Kate, but with yeah. the way you describe it, I feel like this is a recipe fail waiting to happen for me. But <laughs> just read the directions. Maybe it'll be really good. Yeah, okay. I'll be very extra careful. And also, <laughs> we'll post it on the Facebook page. So if anyone does make it this coming mm. week because the peaches are in season and you want to tell us how it is or you want to be on the right. podcast talking about it, uh, let mm. us know and we'll report back next next week. That'll be fun. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so that's it for our show today. If any of these recipes sound good, we'll make sure they're in our show notes. If, um, like Betsy said, if you end up making any of these recipes, please let us know on Facebook or, you know, shoot us an email and we'll read your comments on our next episode. Great. So next week coming up, we have some more lighter summer recipes. We're just all summering it up this week, these next couple weeks. I know. We have to get the last, you know, get it while it's here. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to these lighter burger recipes that you picked out. We've got a couple of different ones. Yeah. And you had some zucchini, a zucchini carpaccio recipe that you suggested from Smitten Kitchen, which mm-hmm. sounded so refreshing and so good. So I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. I think that's a – she just updated it, but I think that was one of her original ones from 2007 mm-hmm. or 2008. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so great. Looking forward to that. All right, so that is what's for dinner this week. See you next time on The Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you. Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com for all the stuff we always promise you. Show notes, grocery lists, other things. Do you have some dinner ideas and suggestions? Send us an email, dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com or you can write a note on our Facebook page. We check it constantly. Um, and lastly, as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe. Guys, there's a reason why that everyone says this on all your podcasts. is because that's how people get to know us. And that's how people see our show and discover us. And that's, um, how, Apple, that's how Apple works. Yeah. So It's just the thing. It's just so. <laughs> yeah. So that would really help us out. Yes. So... And because you listened this far, I will tell you one thing. I think mm. I am going to Facebook Live that Peach Cobbler. So are you really be aware? Yeah. Oh, Kate, you are brave. I'm going to be tuning in. <laughs> I'll tune in and, and I'll live comment. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Thanks, listeners. Happy eating. <laughs>